name is Kyra, and I'm first-generation Ghanaian-American, raised in Texas, raised on the East Coast, glazed in Spain and Latin America, and based out of Brooklyn. Join me as I interview extraordinary human beings from across the globe as we discuss all the stories we share through comedy, agony, and curiosity, of course. So we're here today with Otelia, and we're talking about her story, and I'm going to let her tell it. So... (laughs) start from wherever you would like to start from and then we'll discuss and also ask questions while it's happening and first state like where you're from and whatever else you want to add thank you kyra thanks for letting <laughs> me talk and share my story well you might not be able to hear it um i tell people where i'm from and people don't believe me But I was born in Sweden to a Romanian father, um, Swedish mom. And when I was five, we moved to the U.S. for the first time. We were here for a year, then back to Sweden for two years, then back to the U.S. for four and a half years, then back to Sweden. (laughs) And then I've been back here for 10 years now, which is crazy to me that it's been 10 years. But I think I've moved around a lot in the U.S. So that's made me feel a bit better. I think I've gotten restless after moving so much. Uh, thank you, parents. <laughs> um, we, we talked a little bit earlier and I just started telling my story or my parents' story. I realized I'm going to be telling a lot of stories that aren't necessarily my own. They play into my own story, but they're also the stories that belong to other people. Um, so I'm going to put that caveat in there that these are my interpretations of other people's stories, my family's stories. Um, and I don't want to speak for them, but I, I guess I do. So my dad was born in communist Romania. Doesn't love to talk about it. Family and labor camps and things like that. My mom was on vacation in Romania when she met my dad. He just um, finished university. He was working as a tour guide over the summer in his hometown. It's a beach town by the Black Sea. And he wooed my mom. Um, And they had a long-distance relationship uh, for a bit uh, because he couldn't leave Romania. Uh, She had to fly back to Sweden, but she went back. Question, I hate to interrupt, but I'm deeply curious about Romania in general because I lived in Spain and there was always a lot of Romanians. And there's some sort of overlay between like... Spanish dialect and Romanian like I could understand sometimes what they're saying and um but Spanish people would be it would there is also a lot of discrimination against them um and they're like oh the gitanos I'm like what I'm like and and they were usually Romanian and I made a friend on the bus ride to the school I taught at um and she's Romanian and so great and she was telling me about her life and I was just like how did why is the languages so similar and like what happened and that's so wild and obviously your dad spoke Okay, so what was the common language that both your dad and your mom spoke? And also do tell me about, like, your mom going to Romania just for fun. Like, how does that go? How does that happen? Um, wow. Okay, a lot of questions there. Yeah. Um, well, Romanian is a romance language. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though it's surrounded by a lot of uh, Slavic-speaking countries, um, it is really similar to French and Spanish, um, Italian. I think that's why you find a lot of Romanians there, um, because it's easier to learn the language for them than other languages in Europe. So the language, my parents spoke English. My dad learned English in school. Um, my mom had learned English in school. So that's how they, that's what they spoke when she went to Romania. Sweden had good relationships throughout the years with countries like Cuba, oh. Vietnam, oh. North Korea, well, not not maybe North Korean. I'm speaking on behalf of all Sweden, and please take my my simple interpretation of Swedish mm-hmm. uh, geopolitics. So it was easy for Swedes to go on vacation in Cuba, to go vacation in Romania. It was cheaper than other places, but it was also easy for Swedes to get visas and stuff like that. So that's why my mom went to Romania. I think it was a hot spot. It's beautiful. Highly recommend that you go to Constanza or Mamaya, beautiful beach mm. towns in Romania. Romania should pay me to be a spokesperson. Right? Uh, yeah, here you go. Uh, let's see if this actually increases travel to Romania. Come on, Kyra's listeners. Um, and then uh, when my dad eventually went to Sweden, I grew up speaking Swedish. Um, I spoke Romanian when I was a toddler. But then when my dad started moving or traveling a lot to the U.S., 
Mm-hmm. Um, I lost the Romanian bit. I used to, they always said that I used to be fluent in it or I used to speak it really well. I still understand it. I can still speak a little bit, but that's the same with me and my parents. <laughs> like if, they, if you, yeah. they don't use it, you'll lose it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why the Swedish stuck around. Also, I went to school in Sweden, but, um, yeah, no, um, those were the languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. So they got married in Romania eventually. Uh, cause my dad still couldn't leave. And then he had to apply to leave after they got married. Uh, and one of my favorite stories is my mother going to Checkpoint Charlie, you know, like in Germany yes! way back when. So I think they got married like 85, 84, 85. And, um, he couldn't fly to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would only fly into Eastern Berlin, I of guess. Of course. And so, yeah, they, and my mom drove through there. She'd just gotten her wisdom teeth removed. I don't know why I re- she just remember that, you know, typical mom stories. They remember these details that really don't. Uh, matter, yeah. but it did for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had to drive through Checkpoint Charlie to pick him up, which I always think is cool. Cause that it's something is that, so cool. Something, you know, historic. Mm-hmm. But not. Nah. Anyway, um, so my dad went to Sweden and he had a master's in uh, nuclear physics. Um, he really wanted to work on just nuclear Power, I, I, again, over my head, but he, and he loves to tell the story about he applied for so many jobs, so many, so many jobs, and um, he didn't speak the language just yet, uh, so surrounded by people that weren't his family, or they were his family, but, you know, completely new country, had never really left Romania before, mm-hmm. um, so there he was, and he struggled, and uh, he applied for a lot of jobs, Started working, I think, by cleaning um, bathrooms at, you know, like a Volvo car factory. Mm. Worked his way up, started, you know, helping to put together cars, but eventually got a job in the in the field that he wanted to. Um, but that was after many years and many years of, you know, he and my, my he and my mom continued doing long distance once he got this new job uh, but in Sweden. She was working as a pharmacist and in her hometown. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of jobs except for some outside of Stockholm um so that was you know a bit of a struggle he he tells stories you know he made friends with all the other immigrants in Sweden who also you know the people taking Swedish classes trying Mm -hmm. to learn and Mm -hmm. growing up in Sweden and being able to I'm gonna say pass as a Swede Mm -hmm. um but then my name being a little bit different it was always interesting and it was interesting who would become friends with me Mm -hmm. who I would hang out with how people will talk about immigrants in front of me without realizing that, you are, that yeah. I am one. Yeah. Um, my mom even had a story from last summer about her coworker who, who I remember and who had adopted children, just speaking, saying something about immigration. And it's just like, you do realize that And she was telling me the story and she wasn't as upset as I was, maybe because she hasn't had to um, face it the same way I have or have it have your value feel a little bit diminished. You're mm-hmm. not as good as a Swede. And so I was like, you do realize that like, you know, or I, I wanted to tell this woman, my my mom's old colleague that, you know, you do realize that she's married to, you know, a Romanian. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just sit around saying that. Mm-hmm. And I always found that interesting because you're sort of in between. And I think that has just created my identity, which is also a lack of identity um, where I'm never really Swedish enough. I'm never really, Romanian enough, and now I'm never really American enough. Mm. Um, I can pass as a Swede or as an American, whatever that may mean. But you're also not fully either of them, which Mm -hmm. is why I think I love New York so much. Mm. Um, We're in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's just a city that embraces all that, Mm. um, all the identity crisis that Mm -hmm. I feel myself. I don't know if you agree, but... Oh, I completely agree. And I think that it's valid. And I think... for me, that's also attracts me to New York is the fact that there's a lot of differences in, you know, where people come from. And even if they are from New York, how they feel about New York or how they feel about themselves and the households they come from. It's just such this interesting mixture. I don't want to say melting pot. That's an overall word. But going back to what you're saying regarding your mom's coworker and how, because I do know that um, just from conversations and, and visiting Stockholm and, and, and seeing like, it is pretty homogenous. There are definitely, there's definitely immigration from all over, but it was interesting to hear from friends. They're like, yeah, like 
how like one of my friends, like she's half Argentine. One of my best friends is half Argentine and and you know, a little darker haired mm. and like all of your skin. And she's like, Yeah, and people in Sweden would be like, Oh, you're a little different. Like you you look Swedish, but you're like not. And she's I was like, you, you look like you could be Swedish. She's like, Yeah, but I'm darker. Like I'm a little darker there. So people kind of treat me a little bit differently. And so mm. in Argentina, she felt like she could be Argentine because um, her mother is Argentine and she looks more Argentine, but it's so interesting to see that that feeling of like not quite belonging, even though you're born and raised, you speak the language and like how that can separate you. So I, I think that's very poignant t- to say. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's Swedes are very good at the in-group, out-group homogenous society yeah. everyone so not even the way you, not only the way you look but also just the way you think like mm-hmm. everyone needs to agree everyone needs to think and it's great to have that kind of consensus mm-hmm. building as a society it, 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 or it can be great mm-hmm. uh, they're also the the down, drawbacks yeah the drawbacks <laughs> the downfalls to it and and there's no questioning of maybe why why you're thinking a certain way because of the whole consensus building why maybe you should be you shouldn't be thinking that way mm-hmm. or or just taking the time to reflect um which i worry about for sweden as a whole as it moves forward because like when my dad came to sweden and and i think this in part has to do with why he wanted to go to the us a lot of things both like sweden being a socially democratic country mm-hmm. um you know and once you leave something that was so troubling uh growing up you know, you want to reject anything that even comes close to it. It's a story that I've heard mm-hmm. from a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. But then you come to realize that, you know, the the freedom that America represented maybe wasn't all that oh, no. you thought. And I, I definitely see him, like, miss certain things about Sweden um, and about the political system. Um, but another point in that is, you know, when he came to Sweden, that's when neo-Nazis and nationalism was on a rise so late 80s early 90s the neo-nazi party was started in my hometown so not where i was born i was born in northern sweden but mm-hmm. i grew up which is where they were the you know nazi party was started there there were a bunch of protests like and Stress. i remember my dad doesn't always like to talk about things but he did bring something up one night when we were having dinner about how when um i think when my great-grandmother passed away and they were at a bank and the bank, he, the banker was reading the will or something about inherit. I can't remember, but he was, he still remember this point. And this is like 20 years, 20 years have passed. And he was like, well, the person didn't even look at me. He didn't even talk to me. And you could tell that, you know, at that point, especially cause he is a lot, lot darker, mm-hmm. very dark. Um, he definitely felt less than and mm. treated like less than. And my mom at the same time was like, well, no, it's because I was her great. I was her granddaughter and, and, you know, my grandmother was in the room. Like it's because they were the direct, um, they were their inheritors. Like Mm -hmm. they were the ones that needed to discuss this issue. Um, whereas my dad interpreted it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting Mm -hmm. because of other ways he's been treated. I, I always found that interesting, um, how you can be in a place and speak the language and, try to assimilate but if the receivers or the society that you're in doesn't make a similar effort then it's a moot point yeah right and we all have those you know the experiences that shape and mold us so how someone reacts to you if even no matter where it's coming from it can you still have that past you know what's happened to you that's built you and also like torn you down a bit. So you're also thinking about like, Oh, this person's not interacting with me because they are um, racist is because they are ignorant and maybe they are, but also they are choosing to do make certain actions that aren't related to your past experiences. It's like, this weird. It's like very, that's so true though. Cause I've been in that situation where I have to like step back. I'm like, okay, are you reading this in like a, different way and ugh, it's just it's exhausting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting because you're like oh am i out there am i am i in or am i out or, yeah. and like and how much has to do with you know is it just society you're in or mm-hmm. is it because you've been shaped by that mm-hmm. you are more hyper aware more defensive mm-hmm. and therefore that's how you're interpreting exactly. it and where do you move on from that mm-hmm. so anyway um he 
he wanted to try and move to the U.S. I think, you know, a lot of prosperity, you get paid more. They would sponsor him, his company, to to move there and work in in the U.S. for a green card. So he started flying a lot over there. And so that was also me growing up at times without my dad being, you know, physically Mm -hmm. near all the time, um, which I think also shaped my brother and I, Mm -hmm. um, because it's also part of our story moving back and forth. Mm Sometimes with my father, sometimes without. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we joined him for the first time in the U.S. And for some reason, the first memory I have, like, is of Bill Clinton. Oh. It's funny. That's, like, my first memory of America. Wait. This is when you got impeached? Maybe. I think so. Oh and I think God. that's why that's I, so like, that's wild. my memory of him. I was, like, five, but I, for some reason, my first memory of my first, I just remember Bill Clinton will always stick with me as my first, like, I don't know if I saw him on a newspaper when we landed. What was this, 90? No, I think it's when he was first. When was he first elected? I'm really trying to point out our ignorance over here. I'm sorry. I know, he was 90. 90, 91? Yeah. But then, no, it was like 90. No, actually, I think it was before. Or maybe it was his re-election, because I definitely remember him playing a saxophone. Oh, yes, at, like, something. At yeah, some because it was, like, 94. Okay. 94, 95, so it's okay. too early for the impeachment, right? Okay, yeah, yes, it is. Um, okay, anyway, th- that's just my first memory. My first memory of America is just a white, white-haired dude. White-haired oh, dude playing, like, a jazz? Like, playing, like, a... Terrible. Oh, my God, no, that's, that's, po- that's so great, though. It's, like, you know, Bill yeah. playing his, like, saxophone. I remember that. I remember right? that. I remember yeah. that exactly. Because he was like, he was really cool. He was down. Like, Bill Clinton was down. He, like, played jazz. Like, you know, saxophone. He, all the stuff. All the stuff. All the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, that was great. I, yeah, we were just here for a year. My parents dropped me off at summer camp. It was like a day camp. I just knew how to say hi. Oh, no. And no. I love when parents do things uh-huh. like that. They're like, oh, you'll be fine. She's his yeah. child. It's not and like she's like so our age. proud of me for <laughs> managing. I'm like, mm, you like, realize how like, hard that was? <laughs> like destabilizing. Yeah. Like, you're the child that can't communicate. Bye. Bye. They're <laughs> like, oh, you, they said you were great. You communicated through hand gestures. I'm like, uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. That doesn't like shape my whole perception of myself <laughs> as I get older, as the kid who can't like right? communicate. I think also what happens often if you're, make sure your parents are immigrants. They're like, oh, well, you know, this will make them stronger. Yeah. And we've dealt with some difficulty and, and we've had, you know, hardships. They'll be okay. <laughs> that was exactly it. Yeah. They still talk about it. Like, oh, you're so self-sufficient. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Barely hang- hanging on there. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Um, no, I do, and I do, it, it, it's a funny story, it's twofold, because I do feel like I was, I do feel self-sufficient yes. and independent, yes. and I get that from moving, I think I'm Numerous so much time. more extroverted just because of that, um, but it's also like, oh man, did you have to do that? Did you have to drop me off at like the first mm. day of school, not knowing anything or anybody, and I still hate first days of anything more than anything else, but I guess I also know what I learned is, it'll be okay. It'll always be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, first grade was wild. I remember my dad's my dad's coworker was saying that he thought I, I learned sweet or I learned English and English fluently faster than anyone he's ever like seen before. But I mean, you're also like five, mm-hmm. uh, so like thanks for the compliment, dude. But I'm also five. Yeah, like, I was gonna be fine. I would pick it up immediately if I had mm-hmm. no other way of communicating mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, we moved back to Sweden for two years. I can't remember why we were only in the U.S. for one year, but um, moved back to Sweden. I had to start first grade again. And by then I felt kind of different. You know, I'd already done first grade. I came back and... Wait, was, why did they make you do it again? Were they like, oh, the American system was not yeah, exactly. Which it kind of isn't. So <laughs> you're probably now, like, you go back to Sweden, it's a year of first grade again, and you're yeah. now, like, in the third grade in America. <laughs> or, like, probably, like, fourth grade. <laughs> Advanced time. Yeah, right? Um... So, and I had to learn like Swedish the right way, mm-hmm. and yet I knew more English than everyone else. And you know, people thought you were so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it becomes the question of, well, also because I'm just an anxious person. Like, do people like me for mm. me, or do they just like me because I moved around a lot and I was a cool kid who lived in the U.S.? What? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Ah, do, will I ever have friends? 
I should have told my child, like my inner, my child to calm down. <laughs> Everything would be okay. Um, yeah, first and second grade was wild. I had a blast. Back to the U.S. and we went back to my same hometown, which was cool. So I'm, uh, oh my hometown. I have a lot of hometowns. My mm. hometown in Connecticut, so oh, the same town okay. in Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, same school. Like good. that was a good. That's good that yeah. they were able to make that work. Yeah, that's good. And so that that was another thing. Like we moved a lot, but we moved in between my hometown and Sweden. So all these. That was also kind of weird though, because you leave these people who continue their lives without you, right? And so I have these childhood friends who saw each other every single day, whereas I was gone for a year or two at a time or four or whatever. And then you come back and they've grown and I've grown, but they know each other better. And it's weird because things should be the same, but they shouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I you get that. Sure, you get the roots, some kind of root. Mm-hmm. But they're different. And they yeah. like they've they've continued and you've continued. Yeah. And it's like weird to Yeah, I, I, I understand. I, I it's like you're like, we both lived our lives and but now I'm coming back into yours. Yeah. And I've had my entire other life. It's it's yeah. It's like, oh, we're 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 like before we were two ships passing a night and now we're like on top of each other and now we're like going back again. Like, you know, it's just yeah. like a weird disconnect. I get you. Yeah. I get you, yeah. And people have these stories and you're not part of, you're not part of them anymore. Mm-hmm. You were for a bit, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's strange. Moving is strange. It's uh, so strange. <laughs> um so, that, yeah, the same thing happened when I was in the U.S., but, you know, I felt really at home then. Um, and then after four years in Connecticut, we moved to North Carolina. And Wait, what? Yeah. What? That Wilmington, is such a culture shock. Yeah, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. and I UNC is there, right? Isn't there, like, a UNC? There is a UNC, uh, UNC Wilmington, but I hated I I'm sorry, North Carolina. I was in middle school. Like, oh, it was that's just hard. No. <laughs> you know, I moved in like yeah, halfway through seventh grade. It was just oh no, it was not great. Seventh grade is the worst. Yeah, yeah, and that's not. And you also like, you know, it's north south. It's a very different culture. Exactly. And so you move. Oh, that's weird. It was so bad, and my brother was having like issues. Like I, I had so. I remember I would sewn these like winter hat and gloves in Connecticut in home ec. It was like my first home ec class in mm. middle school. You know, we had our best friends. He'd grown up there. He had his like. And then we move, and it's like seventy degrees in North Carolina, and he's wearing his little winter hat because it was, you know, his his comfort blanket mm-hmm. in a way. But yeah, I I really didn't like it. I struggled in school, um, like with making friends or not making self sufficient. Um, Otelia decided on her first day we went, you know, to register me at school and stuff, and they're like, "Well, do you want your do you want your mom to drive you to school and pick you up?" And I'm like, "Nah." I'll be good. <laughs> I uh, then at the end of the day forgot the number of my bus. They had to stop all the buses. My first day, they had to stop all the buses, ask each and every bus driver who was going to see if they were going to the right neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Oh, so this great. is like going back to you hating the first <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Like, great, again. <laughs> <laughs> so we were there for a couple months, but then... Um, and, and we went back to Sweden for the summer. Mm. There were a couple of years where we didn't go to Sweden for the summer. I think it was like three years. So I hadn't, I hadn't been back to Sweden for three years, seeing my grandmother's. But then we decided, uh, then we started going back. And we went back to Sweden that summer after we had moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were leaving and I was just crying. And I was like, I don't want to leave because I didn't want to go back to North Carolina. And so my mom, uh, my parents made the decision to just have my brother and my mom and I move back to our hometown in Sweden. Oh, wow. And my dad stayed in North Carolina. And, um, and what year yeah. is this? Just to like, so what year is it? 2002. 2002. Um, you've, by this time you've lived in America for how many years? Four and a half. Five. Four and a half. Okay. So it's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Like you, by this time, people probably don't even know that you are not from America, except yeah. your name is unique. And they're like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and then you go back to Sweden to visit, and you're there for the summer, which I know Swedish summers are like. Right? The thing. Yeah. You know, I, have, I heard it's the thing. So, like, you're like, this is the bell. Like, this is me. Yeah. This is where I should be. Um, and so you get back, and what's happening in Sweden also, like, at this time? Like, 2002, I'm trying to think, like, going through my Things years. Things are going well. They're going well, yeah. right? It's, like, prospering, and, you yeah. know, the 
the neo-Nazi movement has calmed down a little bit. Yeah, it all calmed down. But Sweden did a great job during the late 90s mm-hmm. of calming that down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for another podcast. There's some great stories that I think about. There was some, you know, some surveys that went out about how a lot of, you look up the website Living History. Okay. okay. And and you'll see. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a, some interesting um, examples of, I wouldn't say, uh, government social education. There we go. Okay. Um, okay. I would call it that. Okay. Yeah. You know, things are going well. My, like, my grandmothers are there. I still had, like, one of my best friends who I saw every summer from, like, first grade. She's oh. there. So, you know, it, it was just, in, in North Carolina, it was hard. Like, the only thing that was great back then about Wilmington was like the beach my mom used to friends yeah okay so then yeah we went back to Sweden we we were there for a few years and mm, my dad would come like all the time um to visit um and we would we would always return to the U.S. because of you know just uh green card stuff um Oh yeah, be out. you couldn't be out for a yeah, second. So we time. moved back and forth a lot. Yeah, and, um, and maybe that's why your your parents for the first when you first came to America, you're only there for a year. Do you think perhaps that was maybe. a green heart? Yeah, it's so it's so funny all the adult decisions parents make, you know, for the benefit of their children, but also all the paperwork, yeah, and all the legality of it, and what it's like. So it's a lot. It's a lot yeah, to be a parent and to have kids and to be moving and going. Like, intercult, like, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then I remember, because um, I remember these questions from when we would just travel, we would travel, and this is, like, before we had to make sure we were in the U.S. for the right amount of time, and, mm. you know, for the months during the year, and then uh, only out for a little bit, and then always come back. Before that, when we would even just travel on vacation, and my, my brother was small enough, and I still see this, and it still creeps me out, um, when you're at customs, and... They start asking the youngest children, you know, what grade they're in to see if they can speak English. Mm, I did not know that. That's destabilizing. If you if you look at like immigration and my mom's a very anxious person. She just is. Mm-hmm. And I can I bear I sense when people are anxious and you can tell when it, so I remember when I was growing up and I was just like, Oh, what's going on? Someone's asking us questions and, and you see other people being let off and I, I don't know if you've ever... Like, oh, no, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. I've seen it, and I've also... I'm an anxious person as well, and I just don't... I don't like when people ask me unnecessary questions because yeah. I'm like, why are you asking? Like, especially when you're at a border. Yeah. Like, what, 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 what's happening? What did you see? What have you heard? Yeah. Uh, what's changed? Is my passport something up? I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's- you just... And you, didn't, you never know why. Mm-hmm. And when I think they were asking... Or, or, there's just one memory I have of that, which is when my mom didn't fill out like the number, the airplane number, or oh, the yeah. trip number oh, on the no. you know the old customs immigration yeah. form. And yes. he's like, "Well, what's the number?" And she has to try. She has two kids. She has to try and flip through like all the paperwork. And it's like, "No, you like they're terrible. not gonna listen." Yeah, listen. right. Yeah. And then like you have, oh, it's terrible. That's horrible. And, passport control is terrible. Passport control is horrible. My, I've had issues at several locations whether one was in morocco and i was with my friend and i'd like left a piece of paper i needed to go from spain to morocco and they were like yeah you can't come in and i was i noticed because i had my backpack and my friend goes can you not find us like i can't find paper so we're like approaching the line and all i can see is like you know this man is like, you know, looking through, asking them questions. I'm like, oh my God. And so I had to tell him I don't have, and he's like, I don't think you can. He's like, no. And then he goes, I have to talk to my friend. I have to talk to my coworker. And I'm like, and they're like, okay, we'll let you through, but next time, like, you can't. I was just like, this is not no. okay. And, and then again, I had my ex boyfriend came to the States for the first time in his life. And he, and that was a whole, you know, journey and experience, and they sequestered him because he had a moth in his passport. They're like, "What are you doing, bringing this moth?" And you know, like English was like it's very much a second language, and he was already nervous, and it's been all day, and I just felt, and he, and I was waiting for him outside, and oh. I was just like, oh, "Where is he?" Worst. And I was like, "Is he okay? Is he okay?" And then he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, <laughs> it's like I was just like, "Oh my god!" And and just borders are horrible, yeah. and they're terrifying and so when you see what's happening in the news and 
we're people who can move freely between yeah. the borders. Imagine having the anxiety of like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay here and I'm trying to get asylum or I'm trying to flee and I, I'm trapped. Yeah. It's like perpetual limbo. It's horrible. And you're never in control of anything. No. And that's terrifying. Have you heard that the, they reopened this office to look into naturalized citizenships, to look through old applications to see if they can revoke citizenship? I did not know this. Yeah. And I think I think it was started, even, or they were already looking through certain applications, I think even before Trump, um, as are a lot of things. But I think yeah, as a lot a couple, of, yeah. a couple months ago, I read that they, in the New York Times, that they were... Yeah, reopening that. And that's... That to me is just yeah. retrograde. This yeah. is not the point. And also not where our funds should be spent. No. That's not where we need to be spending manpower and time. Okay, I, I understand. Like, you're it, just... That's the public health. If you're yes. putting that out there, you're creating so much more anxiety for society. You're not... You're not helping no, us grow. No. As, as, as a group. No, 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 all of us. But he doesn't think like that. He doesn't, and and not not just him, but like his administration is not thinking about that. They're just doing whatever they can to push back every law that has happened in the past. And I just, I'm horrified. But anyway, going back, going back, (laughs) like that story was like, I've been there. Like I, and I've had one friend who lived, she was living in Spain as well. And she didn't renew her which Spain is part of a Schengen country. I can never say the word. Schengen. Schengen country. Schengen. 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 Schengen, Schengen. 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 Schengen country. <laughs> and she went to the UK and she like had been staying over illegally in Spain. And then like they saw it when she was in London and they're like, yeah, you have to leave. You have 30 days to oh leave Spain. God. I was like, you got, you got kicked out. So she can't come. She can't live in Europe for like three years. So now she lives in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> which is you know like an upgrade like yeah. i see the photos on instagram I'm like okay you're doing yeah, okay you're doing good you're doing good but she got kicked out like yeah. and it's a real it's a real situation it's just it's terrifying though because yeah. you're basically they're kicking you out of your land <sighs> where you've made a home where you've made a home and you built a life and uh and also oh i have so many stories of like going to Germany with my sister and my sister like she had lost her passport and they like went through and she had her like snowboarder equipment and they like went through her back. There was a whole thing. And I was just like, oh <laughs> I was like, and I lived in Europe. And I was like, this is not okay. This is not okay. I was like, it doesn't just- matter if you haven't done anything. There's still so much anxiety. Yeah. You're it. like, okay, what's happening? What's happening? What's and you're yeah. like, I have done nothing wrong. I have done nothing wrong. Why am I freaking out? Yeah. Like, and yet you're still doing it. Yeah. Oh, that still blows my mind. Yeah, anyway. I, I have two. I like. I just I'm like. Oh, I have another. Oh, and then yeah. and then and then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nope, forever, never, forever, never. It should just be a podcast about just customs. It's just customs, customs in general. Yeah, yeah. Custom Evil. Stories. Evil. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So uh, where was that? It, we back to Sweden. Mm-hmm. There, um, I went to high school. It's crazy, wonderful. I did. Oh, oh baccalaureate. I, so many friends yeah, who did right? Ivy. Oh, so my high school in Plano. Texas, where I'm from, <gasps> it has an IB program, and my parents were like, if you don't, like, well, my sister was trying to go to public school, she's like, I'm out, she's like, I'm over this school, she'd been going to an all-girls school for her entire life, and she wants oh. something different, and I went to Montessori, and then went to that same school, and she's like, I want to go to Pesh, I have friends there, I can, like, walk home, my mom goes, yeah, if you're in the IB program, <laughs> she's like, that is the only way you're going, because it's competitive, and it's good, she yeah. goes, that's it. <laughs> and and then when I went to uh, college at Tufts, like I had a lot of international friends who did the IB program, and Ben did the IB. Like yeah. I just I, I'm like very familiar with it, so I'm like oh IB okay, <laughs> I know those people. It's always so fun. <laughs> it's a fun program. Yeah. Um, I don't think um, that's another story. Um, wait, anyway. wait, no, what, what, what? what? No, Do I don't. Tell? I don't think we had the best. I loved my I loved my high school teachers, but I also think they didn't know how to handle my my class in Sweden. You have to apply to high school. Okay. So you apply out of ninth grade. High school is three years, as it should be. It is three years in almost all countries. Why is it four years uh, in America? America? I don't get it. It's a waste of time. Um, but you apply in ninth grade to different high school programs, and um, so your classes in high school are very small. Like, and you just stick with your class the whole way through. Um, but you know, fun stuff. Like I was, it, there's a sense of continuity. Like my grandfather was a teacher at the school where oh, I was at. Oh, cute. Um, things like that. And then, but you know, it was difficult. It was difficult. Like where should we live? And I didn't, and it, 
I'd been so, you know, so sad when we left Sweden that summer. We wanted to move back, we moved back, but then you're not happy when you're there either because you're not, I was also in middle school. I didn't know what I wanted. No one knew what they wanted. And it's difficult when you move. It's wonderful. You meet so many people. You, I, I know I can adapt to any environment. I should really be a spy. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I really should be a spy. Honestly, like that is, yes. Yeah. The only, Chameleon. Yes. So I can say that, you know, Swedes, so people usually don't notice until you say something, or mm-hmm. at least I have, I have the, I guess I could say fortune of that, mm-hmm. um, where I could just, I, I just blend in in Sweden until I say something or yeah, I'm from the U.S. Mm-hmm. or I live in the U.S. now. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once they know, they love to point it out. Mm. But it's also the same thing. Here oh, absolutely. US. Absolutely. But it, it it's difficult because the only the only I'm the one who doesn't feel like I don't feel 100 percent Swedish, whatever that may mean. Or I didn't then. I realize now that all I need to do is feel like myself. I know that intellectually, do I feel that way inside? Who knows? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so you felt did you feel um, did you always feel? Oh, yeah, we already, already said this, but you felt othered almost. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and not, you know, you see people treat immigrants in a yeah. certain way mm-hmm. they don't treat you that way mm. but you're like but i'm yeah i am that i am that so and anyway yeah um once i finish high school um i'm the only one in my class of 16 to apply to university uh and i decided to do that in the u.s wait 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 explain to me how that happened why are you the only one who uh, applies to uh, in Sweden, I think the uh, average age of like first years in university is 22, 23. Oh. I think it's been a couple of years. But people usually take a gap year. Interesting. And yeah. they just like live their lives. Yeah. There's a book about that, especially my generation, about Swedes just leave the country. They go and work somewhere else. Like they all go abroad. Uh, and then they always come back. Uh, or a lot of people come back. But yeah. I did not know there was a gap year. And that's kind of Or great. years. Years. Yeah. I think it should happen. That's the way it oh, should yeah. be. I definitely feel I should have done that. I mm-hmm. was, I, I think I was just going, perhaps because I'd been molded by that Connecticut, especially Connecticut. Oh, it's Connecticut. They're all about, you know, it, they were talking about college when I was in first grade. Like, you it's know. America. It's yeah. literally like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Don't do anything else. Don't veer off the no. path. Do it. Like college, grad school, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're feeling a little lost mm-hmm. and no one really knows what they're doing, like traveling, it's like, of course, you're going to look for that familiar path or a plan. Um, so I applied to school in North Carolina, UNC, okay. Chapel Hill, go Tar Heels. And we moved back. So like, not only do I graduate from high school, say goodbye to all my friends, because, you know, life is starting anew. I also leave to go back to the US mm. and my whole family leaves. So we still have our house, which we've sold by now but you know you're packing that up getting ready to my parents want to rent that out again which is what they used to do like Mm. you're getting back into this pattern Mm. we go back but then when we're about to go my my grandmother falls ill so my mom has to stay behind but i have to go to the u.s because i have to start school where do you you go to unc yeah i go to unc okay wait stop i'm forgetting how we connected we are (laughs) i went oh i actually just didn't realize I did a field hockey camp at UNC and yeah, in like high school. And then I was like, oh wait, you're not a field hockey player, but this is fun. Like I enjoyed it. I went to another state. I like was in Chapel Hill. I was like, you're so cute. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And then when I lived outside the country, I, or again, Spain, I had two friends and ended up being roommates with one of them or two of them. And they were from the Chapel Hill area and they both went to UNC and one of them played field hockey. And like, and so, and then, so I was just like, okay, UNC, why do I have so many connections <laughs> to you? Never been there. Like, no. and my mom used to go, she used to be in North Carolina a lot for work. Oh, okay. uh, and what did her, she do? She worked. She was like logistics and banks. So oh, cool. she, yeah, she did that she for Bank of America, which has you know, a special bank. Uh, she's like that's a horrible bank um but like oh, that's my bank okay i'm gonna have to rethink that's this. that's my bank too it's okay um but she would go back and forth so it's just like weird connections yeah. north carolina oh north carolina oh north carolina oh, no. north good. carolina north carolina good good barbecue the food in chapel Hill though was was just there were so many options yes 
It was great. Great so food great. options. Great food options. Like Carborough, and then once you get like Hippie Town yeah! next door. Yeah. So many food options. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, UNC was great. My parents um, and my brother move up to Pittsburgh uh, Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, my first year, and they've been there ever since. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so they've been there a long time in the same house for a long time, mm-hmm. which has never really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they're thinking about moving again, of course, you know, mm-hmm. work of stuff. Like, do they do they retire in Sweden? Probably. Uh-huh. Pro- uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like, take the money and go. Like, it's retiring in this country is just, it's yes. a lot. Yeah, and just, yeah, no way. Your money's not going to go as no. far. It's not. No. Yeah. Uh, and we have like, um, my mom has the apartment that my grandmother left her and it's right by this, the mm-hmm. sea. Um, this is actually a picture from the balcony. Oh, beautiful. You guys can't see it, but it's like right by the water. You can jump into the water. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so that's where I stay every summer when I go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in, in, in college, I would go back to Sweden every year and I would like work in Sweden. Um, so I'd be in back in Sweden with my friends and family for mm-hmm. like three months at a mm-hmm. time. It was great. Um, that's really great yeah. though. That's nice. Yeah. Also different, like another, like you're in UNC, like you're in North Carolina. Yeah. You're like, I go back to Sweden every yeah. year. Like, that's another like, Ooh, who is she? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. So many great questions. Yeah. So many great questions. I'm sure people are asking you. Yeah. Nice to also have seen so many different aspects of America. You've lived in so many different cities. You, you went to grad school in Colorado too, yeah. right? So you've just like really got a lot of places. What was Colorado like? Because I, I beautiful. But actually, that would be interesting because that is sort of like immigrating. You're not going to a new oh, country. Oh no, you've immigrated and immigrated. Like yeah. you've done both. <laughs> You're fascinating. That's a lot. I'll think because a lot of people. I think it takes a lot to move in in general. But I think when it's you start young, kind of get you almost get used to it. Yeah. Like you're like I have to reshift every plane. But it is a lot to move within a country that often. Like you were in North Carolina, you were in Pittsburgh. Like that's a lot of different yeah. cultures that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Like I'm from Texas. I know that it is very different in Texas. It's a whole different country to New York, to Boston, to Colorado. I'm like in, in to California now. Like they're so distinctive and it it's what makes America also incredible. And, and every country has this, but it's a big country and every yeah. state is like, has its own character, has type of people that go there. It's wild. It's wild. It is wild. And what did you think of, like, how did you, did you like embrace Colorado? Was it like your thing? How did you feel about it? Um, Colorado, I I was in grad school. So I, I were like, I didn't take advantage of it as Mm -hmm. much as I should have. And also, you know, you're a poor grad student. Although I knew a lot of people who went skiing, I should have gone skiing Mm -hmm. more. Um, but I did love like the country western. I mean, the biggest cattle. What what's it called a cattle show? Yeah, Roundup or something. Yeah, yeah, like the biggest one in in the West is mm, in Colorado. Of course it is. Yeah, uh, once a year, and um, I mean just stuff like that. You go into country bars, whatever. Yeah, it's fun. Colorado's country. People yeah. don't know that. No. Everyone's like, oh, it's just skiing. It's like, no, no, Colorado's no, country. country. It's the Southwest. Yes, yes, it's, it's country. Like so country, so country. Yeah. Cowboy hats and everything. Absolutely. Yup. Absolutely. Um, no, I love Colorado. I love North Carolina. I've loved every, mm-hmm. I even love North Carolina. I wow. love Wilmington. I just, you know, you're in middle school. Don't hate me, North Carolina. I was in middle school. <laughs> Fair. Um, middle school is hard for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. It's miserable. I loved high school. High school is different for everyone. Yeah. I did not like middle school. I mean, I, um, I liked eighth grade. I liked yeah. sixth grade. I did not like seventh grade. I was yeah. changing schools. It was miserable. Um, I liked high school. I like freshman year was like, oh, cute. Sophomore year was better. Junior was hell. Uh, I mean, junior was good, but also hellish. Yeah. Senior was get me through it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Cause I also, I did like a semester in boarding school and outside of in upstate, well, not upstate New York, like Westchester. And then I came back to Dallas. I was like, I have to still be here for another year and a half. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like, can I just like fast forward through the SAT prep and <laughs> college application? Just be, be where I need to be. Yeah. And it was notable because I was just not into anything. So it was, uh, I was like, okay, I was in, I was in New York and now I have to come back to Dallas. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, it's like, can I be done? My mom's like, no, you you have a lot more to do. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I hate, I hate it here. And I didn't hate it before, but now I'm like, oh, there's so much more I could be doing. Yeah. Then why do I still have to be? 
Yeah, it's changing is good, but moving is good. It changes you, but it also, yeah. you're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> exactly. You get a little antsy. Yeah. I'm like, where am I going? Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I told you I had two surprises for you. So I oh, guess yeah, do I tell do. me. Do tell me. So my paternal grandmother, right, uh-huh. uh, moves to Sweden when she's like 60 mm-hmm. because I was there and my dad's an only child. Okay. Uh, both my parents are only children. Okay. She moves to Sweden, mm-hmm. doesn't know any Swedish. What? Uh, learned Swedish, right? Foreign language oh, at like 60. At like 60? Yeah. Swedish is not easy. No. At 60. And then we move. <laughs> so my, like my parents move, right? So my grandmother comes, she helps out when I'm like a toddler and then we leave her in Sweden. Oh my gosh. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still there and she's, you know, oh, speaking gra- Swedish, doing great. Living her best life. Yeah, she's like, best she's life. like, I was there and then you just left me. Like, left yeah. Romania. Yeah. That's kind of wild. <laughs> she's like, okay, great. Now I love you. Right? <laughs> and she left for, you know, better oh, economic opportunities as well. And But it's also interesting to see how she handles the second wave, mm. right, of immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, and not realizing that you have a lot of immigrants like that. Oh, I don't want to say a lot. Now I'm generalizing. But people... In Sweden, who it's not just an immig- like immigrants being immigrants and being one group. There are people who disagree over who should be immigrating from where. Oh, um, exactly. They're like, oh, I'm an immigrant. However, I'm a better immigrant. Yeah. I come from this country. Exactly. And you come from that one. And yep. we don't politically align. Yeah. And it's a whole... Everyone's like, oh, all the immigrants are the same. It's like, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> no. No, and I find that fascinating. You also, I remember an ad from like the neo Nazis had this mm. break off group that became the Swedish Democrats that now mm. have major almost they're Sweet. doing really How well. How do neo Nazis become Swedish Democrats? Like that's what? what they call themselves. They dressed up in suits instead of you know like their bomber jackets mm-hmm. and everything. They say they're not neo Nazis, but they are. They are. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but they try to legitimize themselves by you know oh look here's here's an immigrant here's mm-hmm. a Hungarian immigrant. She's from Hungary. She's not Swedish and she's part of our party. It's just, you know, putting yeah. people like whether it be tokens or not, like yeah. they, they, they support us like kind of with Trump. Yeah. He's like, there are black people who support me. There <laughs> are Latinos who support me. He like takes them and he uses yeah. them and puts them on a like, on a like pulpit. He's like, Hey, look, these people are supporting me. I'm like, you're a liar. Oh, so but it's also, also on us then to be like, Oh, look. So yeah, people can. Yeah, you yes. can. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, is it okay? No. no. But I'm sure you got a nice little payoff for yeah. it. And I'm happy for you for that. <laughs> because I don't know why else you would do it. Yeah. But we also shouldn't, but we shouldn't be expecting. That it's only one type of person. Yeah. Wow. So she like comes in second wave. She's like from Romania. People are probably like, oh, interesting. You come from Romania. It's communist. Yeah. And then you have. You know, and then she sees the the stories in the news. Mm. She sees the stories in the news about the newer wave of waves because it is come people come in waves and about how much crime there is now. And even though there are great reports in Sweden out now about mm-hmm. how, for example, there was so much hullabaloo about um, sexual assaults being on the rise because of um, like new young male immigrants, and they're like, no, that's not true statistically, mm-hmm. which is great. Great. I can't remember the name of the report, but I'll send it to Kyra yeah. and she can link it whenever yeah. this is released. <laughs> totally. Um, but, you know, but people don't see those things. People see just the sensational news and my grandmother included. And so that's really difficult to, to try and show that the people that she might sympathize with in the news won't feel the same way about her. And that's hard. That's so see. hard because you're like, I agree with this, but I'm not that person. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying about immigration, but I came here rightfully and I haven't added to whatever statistic is being, you know, placed on front and center in the news and, and told by this, you know, reporter. And it's you can't connect it, but it, that's why it's so startling what you're fed in the news. Yeah. And how that can form how you think and what you believe in. And you have to, like, really actively search sources like very sources so you get like a more yeah. well-rounded perspective it's terrifying to me i'm like <gasps> like i'm from dallas there was one primary newspaper there were other little ones but one primary newspaper yeah. that we all focused on 
It's like, this is one perspective. Yeah. We need to have various perspectives so you can understand what, what is going yeah. on in your community because they're not, they can't report on everything. They're going to pick and choose. Obviously what they politically are more aligned with also is going to be rejected. Yeah. So it's just, oh, it's exhausting. I'm like, okay, so it what is. I, where I need to go, where do I need to lead, read? What do I need to see? What, uh, and like it's election season, like coming up and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, what, where am I going to be watching these debates? Like, what am I going to be watching? And then it's almost, it. then you have to think about, well, when is too much, too much? Is it ever? I don't know. Is it wrong of me to question when too much is too much? But these debates are killing me. Mm. I need, and, and yes, we need to include all perspectives, but when when would I start overstimulating? I'm, I, yeah. And I, I worry about that. Mm-hmm. And how we, how do we then include all voices, include all perspectives mm-hmm. in a way where people won't just tune out? Because mm-hmm. they're like, I'm overstimulated, yeah. I can't. Anyway, my yeah. big life question. If you have any answers, please please let me know. Um, oh, my second surprise mm-hmm. is my great-grandmother had seven siblings. Okay. And, and my great-grandmother in Sweden. Okay. Oh, I have, like, another surprise after this because immigration, immigration is all over in my yeah. family. So this is now back to the Swedish part. She had seven siblings. Five of them, I think, went to the U.S., came here to New York. <laughs> And uh, one of them worked as a cook. One mm-hmm. of them worked as a nanny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just living the life. And then all of them returned except for two. One got married to Swede. One got married to a Long Islander out in the Hamptons. So I have relatives in the Hamptons. Who knew? Okay, who knew? Who knew? Um, well, I knew because I've been visiting them. <laughs> but... Um, and wonderful, but and everyone, everyone else returned to Sweden immediately. And then the person who married a Swede, she came back, you know, when they retired. Okay. But the one who ended up on Long Island never saw her mom again, <gasps> um, like back in Sweden. Oh. They exchanged letters, but once her siblings left, she never saw them again. She never saw my great grandmother again. Um, usual stories of, you know, yes. immigration. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I, that, and my my grandmother's favorite or one of her favorite aunts or her aunt who came back, there's a, she came back with an engagement ring. We don't really know what's going on. Uh, apparently, you know, engaged to some American, but then things didn't work out. I don't know. She was the youngest. There's t- different stories about whether she had to come home, take care of her parents, mm. but she came back with the engagement ring and a bunch of American recipes. My mom grew up eating, you know, like turkey for of Christmas course, dinner, which is not Swedish at all. at all. And I actually, I went to the Thanksgiving, the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade last year because she talked about it constantly. So uh-huh. my mom always grew up hearing about it. Okay. And so I grew up hearing about it and not in the American way where you watch it. I never watched it on TV before. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. It's mm-hmm. more so just because it was her favorite thing to go and watch in person. Mm-hmm. And so it was so much fun to be able... Because I, I remember her from when I was little. Great Aunt Martha. Mm-hmm. Marta. And um, she was always so put together and so fancy. She was a hairdresser. Gotcha. And yeah, it was so much fun to be able to go to the parade and watch something that she had watched. Oh, that's so cute. Um, and yeah, I have my, my relatives who are very American, but... Also, my relatives, my second, third cousins out on Long Island, which is great. They're wonderful. That's why they're Swedish heritage. <laughs> do they then... speak Swedish or do they speak? They speak a little Swedish or is... no? Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a lot of Swedish knickknacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them, she went to visit when my mom was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, like, we're the Swedish relatives. This, they got in touch when we were here and mm-hmm. so I got to see them a lot growing up nice um which was nice and then um another story is I think my dad's grandfather he was in Chicago for a while mm. living working in Chicago okay okay but it's a little bit of mystery I haven't heard anything else about that but it's always funny these ties to the U.S. yeah and here I am um, so, yeah it's a considerable amount of ties yeah. and what's the process like for a Swedish person coming to the state like is it like is there a quota do we know like is it like pretty easy or is it i would imagine it's not it's not like you're coming from you know congo so no it's it's a bit easier and they have that new whatever visa situation now so um what's it called i can't remember it's some sort of 
visitor thing you can get approved and you can keep coming for a while mm-hmm. um but yeah no my dad got the green card through through work so mm-hmm. oh, that's we good. always had it pretty easy and now mm-hmm. and i became a citizen a long time ago mm-hmm. so <gasps> did you take the exam and have to do all that no my dad did that I was okay still a kid okay yeah so he did that you're, he's still a kid once he becomes a kid you, i mean once he becomes a naturalized citizen you become a citizen mm-hmm. that's how it works it's like <laughs> top down yeah Okay. Because I was under the age of, what is it, 16, 17? Yeah. Okay, so basically, what were you saying? Oh, else? Accents. Saying? Accents. No, and my dad used to get so upset when people would, like, not understand him. And, and, and his accent is considerably thicker than my mom's. And they're like, oh, he has such a... I'm like, yeah, he was, he's from Ghana. And yeah. he moved here when he was, like, in his mid-20s. And, and he's got a heavy accent. And my mom sounds like more Midwest because that's where she landed when she came to the states she liked to think that she's from minnesota and in fact she used to (laughs) pretend that she kind of was because she just wanted to assimilate she's like i don't want to deal with people asking me these questions and questioning me and if i and she's like don't tell them where i'm from i was like as a kid because people just it's 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 there's so many levels of oh you're not enough no and i never got that as a kid i was like you're not telling people who you really are and she's like, and now as I get older, I understand why. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of things. And so everyone's living their life in America and you're here. And, yeah. And how, how do you feel? I guess the question would be like, where do you see yourself next? Do you see yourself as someone who will always live in America? Do you think you will live in Sweden at some point? Um, do you think you'll live in another country? What, what what's your, what's your thoughts? Cause you've moved a lot. Like it's not out of range for you to be like, well, maybe one day I'll move to, like, you know, another country. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Right? <laughs> right? Maybe the UN will send you somewhere. <laughs> That's what they should do. Yes. Like, 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 it's what should happen. Um, <laughs> they need to send you somewhere and give you all the benefits. Yeah, like, that is... There you go. I'm confused. I'm so confused by that structure. <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm, like, horrified at, I at keep times. being told that I should go to London. I mean, okay. that would be a good, like, stopover. Closer to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Not too far from mm-hmm. New York, the U.S. Why London, though? I don't know. People keep saying that I would... I've never been, so. Oh, you've never been! No, people keep saying I would love it. London so. rocks. Okay. I actually quite love London. Okay. And I do think it's actually... Could be more diverse than, than New York City. It's crazy. Okay. Um, and the food, I just, I mean, I was there for New Year's and I, I have relatives who live there and, um, and also my brother-in-law is English. Like, I feel like I will have a lot of connections to the UK in general. Also, they colonized Ghana. So I'm like down with the English, but not really. (laughs) I'm also like down with the English, but you know, I will party in London. Like, I'm not going to hate it, but it's, uh, it's. Yeah, it's just, it's, and I have friends there. Like, it's, it's a place that I, I think is a, a very cool city. The weather is I, way worse than I think here. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. I just think there's not, I think there's even less sunlight. And I can't deal with any less sunlight. That's the thing. I'm taking, like, vitamin D supplements and then, like, a super <laughs> D12 supplement because the doctor's like, yeah, your D, vitamin D levels are beyond low. They're like, it's too low. That's crazy. And they're, and, and they're like, and you're anemic. So you just. Do you get out of bed? Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> On the weekends, I'm like, mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just chill. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, can can we talk a little bit about like what's happening politically in Sweden now? Like, what's I, you said it was coming on? It's coming on the up and up. It was yeah. in like the '90s. It was doing really well. There was an like, what's happening now politically? Because a lot of our listeners don't. No, about Sweden. You hear you hear about Stockholm, but that's about it. And yeah. some people visit there, and, and and but that's about it. Like like I just feel like it's a country that does have power, and yet people don't really think about it. They're like, oh, it's one of those. It's Norway, Sweden, Finland. I'm like those are all very different countries. <laughs> like very different countries. Yeah, there's a lot of soft power associate. Sorry, associated yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean IKEA is everywhere. Uh, as is Robin Abba. Um, hockey players, Swedish hockey players. I, I mean, they're I, everywhere. I love Abba. Abba's the best. It's the best. Um, and yeah, Swedish hockey players everywhere. It's okay. everywhere. Oh, and, and, the, and, and the, everyone's like, oh, Swedish people are so beautiful. And, and yes, I went there and I was like, why are y'all so tall? And why are there such good looking people? <laughs> yes, they're all amazing. Mm, yeah. Um, 
Y'all are good looking. Thanks. <laughs> On behalf of all of Sweden, thank you, Kaya. Yeah. Um, no, ever since 2007, like, you had the, the Swedish Democrats just coming out, mm-hmm. taking over. Mm-hmm. And there's an election soon. Don't ask me when. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, they're just struggling, struggling as all countries are with where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Money short. Who do we blame? We have to blame someone mm-hmm. uh, and we're never going to blame people in power. So I do worry about that. They talk about how crime is on the rise mm-hmm. and you have a lot of gang violence, um, motorcycle clubs coming mm-hmm. in, all of that stuff. But from where and why and, and why they're on the rise, I, mm-hmm. I don't. No, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is in a very weird situation, and it's even weirder because the Russians are around, you know, sniffing Wait, like, around. Oh, you mean like in Sweden in general, just Russia and, and like the geopolitical? Um, geopolitical, like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so they they were flying too close to Sweden this summer, or uh-huh. no, not the summer, the spring, and and so the um, air force had to fly out, you know, and. Wow. Last minute. I mean, so things are just... They're a little tense. Yeah. And isn't, isn't it always been, there's been tense relations between Russia and Sweden? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Russia and everyone. And Russia and Sorry everyone. if this is going to oh, land you in hot water. It's but, totally yeah. not. Um, I'm actually, uh, I have a lot of very good Russian friends. So, and we talk sometimes politically about things. And, um, and again, I have a couple of very good Swedish friends and there's just a general sense in Europe of Russian, Russia and Russians and the satellite countries that were underneath their rule. And uh, it's just like, it's, it's a lot. And it just, it's the same as what I'm sure people in, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq and other countries that America has like influenced or taken over or whatever word you want to use. So it's, but Russia has always been Russia and, and that whole, what it means, the image, the theme, it's, it's a lot. And it it's, it's, lot. it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. With very tense relationship with everyone. Everyone else. else. Everyone else. Yeah. It, that's what I'm reading. I'm like, who, who are your friends? It's China. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But even then I'm like, are you kind of like foes? Right? Friendly foes. Friendly foes. I'm like, what? It? I was like, clearly not Turkey. Like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, where, where, where? Yeah. I think it's isolating itself even more. Uh, I don't even know. But okay. So it's happening there. So, Sweden. you know, things are just tense. Mm-hmm. Intense. And we'll see what happens in the next election. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now, the latest polls are just saying that the Swedish Democrats are just about to, you know, either have or about to gain um, like majority. Which Wait, is crazy. that's twisted. And they're crazy. conservative. Yeah. It's so crazy how it's just sweeping. I keep saying so crazy. It's not crazy. It's how but it is people crazy. respond to, you know, immigration and to, you know, fluctuations in their economy and and fear tactics yeah. and propaganda propels it. And it's just, I don't know what to do because I feel like every country is going through it. Like, I, I can't think of one that's just like, I am doing so well and we embrace everyone. Like, no, not really ever a concept that has been embraced currently. So <laughs> that's so that's disheartening. Yeah, that's disheartening. And what about your neighbors? How is Norway handling? How's how's Finland? I think they're fine. Yeah, I feel like I it's can see that the same way, mm-hmm. like the same, the same tense issues mm-hmm. and the same. I mean, look at that big uh, shooting a couple of years ago in Norway, Norway which was cr- active yeah. terrorism. I should just yeah, it was, yeah, call it was, shooting mm-hmm. an act of terrorism by a nationalist, mm-hmm. white nationalist. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, something happened this summer, but I can't remember what mm-hmm. right now. But it, it's crazy. And the gun violence. That's not normal over there. No. It's normal here. Yeah. Good God, is it normal? Yeah. It's so normal that I don't even, I'm not, it doesn't even register to me anymore. That There's another shooting. I just realized, I like put it in the back of my mind that someone else has some sort of AK-4 assault ruffle that they chosen to take to a public space and attack others with. Yeah. And with the intent of killing them. 
and they have access to it. And I vote against it. And I'm all for like background checks for guns and all these things. But I'm starting to just get exhausted from hearing another shooting is happening. Yeah. And nothing's being done. When there was a shooting in New Zealand, they made huge bans against like guns and, and, and America's not doing that. And I don't understand. It's just, oh, I do understand, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. So. Uh, it's so crazy but on that note um it has been really good to speak to you and hear your story uh there may be a point part two because i just feel like it's there's so much to unpack yeah um, but you give me plenty of work to uh, plenty of information and work to um you know edit <laughs> uh anything else you want to add no thank you kyra no, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. And yeah, and that's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Bye.